Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Freelancer's Guide to Parenting. I'm your host, Jessica, and I have been going through what feels like recording hell this morning. Um, I'm the most technologically minded human. Um, I find sitting down for long periods of time very taxing and very difficult. I'm also the proud owner of ADHD, um, which oddly for me doesn't, it doesn't translate into hyper-focus for long periods of time when it comes to sitting down, Um, but I can, when it comes to movement, I can get lost in movement. but sitting down is really, really hard for me. So um, I I had to go back to our last episode, um, the interview and co-host with Jordan Bennett, and I just had to upload some audio Im- problems, um, and I just want to say thank you. I host um, this podcast on Anchor by Spotify, and it is tremendous, and it's an amazing tool. So if you have value to share with folks and want to lift up your voice in a podca- podcast format, I really recommend Anchor. The way that I do this, I actually have an audio interface and a microphone. Thank you to being married to a sound person. So this at one point was a spare one and how I do some voiceover work. And I record this in GarageBand. I find it easier to drop music in, especially because my theme music, who is also graciously given to me by my spouse, um... I, I, it's not on Spotify at this at this moment. So, but you can edit onto Spotify with music and transitions, and it's pretty dope. But I do this into GarageBand and then put it on Anchor. And was listening to the last episode just through my car speakers. Make sure I, it's really important to me that this sounds good, right? I want me to be present and real with everybody. Um, such as not editing out every time I'm interrupted or if I my vocal quality isn't 100%, but I do want the recording of this to be pleasant to listen to. And um, y'all, it was so messed up and I'm so glad it was a relatively simple fix and I'm very grateful for tools that make it easier. Um, Jordan and I used to host a podcast called Date Night at the Movies or How I Spent My Babysitter Money and we used to do movie reviews and uh, that really changed in the pandemic, uh, one, because there were no movies to go see. And the way that we are viewing media has drastically changed. And also we have a child now and getting a babysitter or it's, it's almost like justifying a babysitter to go sit in a dark theater. For some reason, I really struggle with that. It's not something I can make myself do. I don't know why. Um, but I would love to know how, what you thought of that last episode, what value you got, Jordan is a gem of a human. Um, He's back in the studio today, and Willa is running around naked in the backyard. Thank you, Georgia, and your bananas weather in February. Uh, (laughs) And it's hot enough to be naked outside playing in water. Except I feel you have to be really small, right? That's just hose water in a baby pool. You know that's cold. You know that it's cold as hell. You couldn't make me do it. Yesterday she was like, swim, mama. I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So uh, this is another week where I am just sitting and having a little fireside chat with you. And I'm just so happy that you're here. Um, And I want to share other podcasts that I listen to pretty much every week. I have a a wide berth of things that I listen to often. um, And I can always one day if if you're like, I need 
all the podcasts to listen to. I can go through everything I've subscribed to. But here are some that I listen to pretty relentlessly and consistently. Um, And one of them is kind of giving my jumping point of the inspiration of what I wanted to talk with you all this week and to get your thoughts. Um, All of these episodes, I am culminating into a mailbag episode. Um, I would love your thoughts, whether you leave me a review. Um, I've been reading the reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to share one today. Um, Just like this idea of creating community and having buy-in, right? Because community is only as worth as the buy-in. And one of the things that I believe about the village is it's not just what we seek out. It's also the people who buy in and choose to be a part of our family. And that's that's the challenge and that's what we're trying to achieve. And so when do, with doing this, there's a level that I need I need listeners. I need people to be excited to be a part of a community. And so it just takes time. So I'm culminating into a mailbag episode and future mailbag episodes always. So any messages that you send me, voice messages, you can also send me emails and voice messages to freelancerparentingpod at gmail.com. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on all of these things and what it jumps you into thinking over time as well. Hi, loves. Oh, a bee. Hi, naked baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 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 fam is back inside. So, um, especially with these episodes when it's just me, I try to be a little earbug to you, um, and and to springboard thoughts of your own. Um. So podcasts that I listen to every week, um, I listen to Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things, um, such a wide myriad of things that are posted on that podcast, and it's just something that always kind of speaks to my soul. Um, they had Bozeman on there this week and talking about the, in their last book called The Urgent Life, which I'm excited to read. Um let me remember to put that in show notes, The Urgent Life. But We Can Do Hard Things. It's one of my favorite things to listen to every single week. Um, I am an astrology person, and I also have bought a book about some like kiddos and astrology and parenting and astrology. And it's a very generalized thing, but I, the astrologer that I get a lot of value from, um, her name is Jessica Lignato, and it's called Ghost of a Podcast. It's one of my favorite things to listen to, and I get a great deal of value from um, she does also urge us to not look at the charts of our young people and wait till I believe that she said they were around 12. But there are some overarching ideas with sun signs and rising signs and also our moon signs. And I find it very valuable. On Wednesdays, she drops a reading that she gives to someone else. And I feel like her advice is pretty universal. Um, it's kind, it's anti-racist, it's LGBTQ plus friendly, um, and it's just incredibly insightful. And I always learn and gain insight from that. She also drops uh, the weekly um, astrology um, horoscope for the week. Um, and obviously it's not your horoscope, but again, I get a great deal of value from that. One of my very fun listens um, to every week is You Can Sip With Us with Ashley and Colleen. I love them. They feel like my best friends that I listen to on Tuesdays and you can join their Patreon as well. Um, and every Thursday, my news, uh, podcast that I, that I keep up with is called Attitudes. Um, 
and it it does a little bit of pop culture um so there's pop culture current events gender issues and queer issues and it's and again extremely insightful and they give me a good idea of where i'm not looking in for these things that i've missed um, and in my rotation that I try to keep up with, um, is getting curious with JVN. I just, I started the episode about dust and I'm like freaking out about using my dryer and I need to finish the episode to hopefully have some hope <laughs> that using my dryer isn't just the only reason that we're destroying the earth. I know that that's not true, but that's where I left off in the episode. So I've got to finish it for some peace of mind. And then if you are not the millennial parent that you are, and if you are not a millennial parent, you should still listen. And if you're listening to this because you like me and you want to support me and love on me, and you're like, well, I'm not a parent, but I get, and you get any insight from listening to people just talk about life and their values, which really what parenting is, you've got to listen to Dr. Becky because it's not just parenting. It's the fact that we're all, we're all, parenting and reparenting ourselves because as we get adults something that we mentioned last week when I was talking with Jordan is this metaphor that when we get old enough our parents hand over the keys to our body to ourselves right my kid is learning to use the bathroom on her own and change her own like I change her diaper as she gets older she's going to learn how to take care of her own body and I'm going to hand that over to her one day but that doesn't stop the transits in her life from happening. It doesn't stop the outside world putting force and happenings in on my child, right? And one day she's going to have the keys to her system all on her own. And I hope that I have, I hope I have the privilege of growing old and being around and still being able to be her mom as she gets older. But it's going to be her life. And I hope that she has the tools. I hope I've given her enough tools that she's able to parent herself and reparent herself and think about those things. But they're, they're, that's why therapists exist and this is why self-help is never gonna go out of style and why I listen to We Can Do Hard Things is that life is hard and it's tough and I think that's why Dr. Becky is such an incredible resource. Her episodes are about 30 minutes long, very consistently. consistently. And I'm very specifically, I started listening to her episode with Esther Perel and about sex and relationships. Fascinating so far. Um, and then, but the, this is the episode about what it means to be everything for someone. And this episode featured two dads and it was about having our, it, they're talking about the fact that they their children don't have a specific mother in their life. And what it ended up being about is, can we be everyone, everything for someone? And so as I was listening to this episode, I was kind of blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, because it, it went into so many different areas. And so one thing that Dr. Becky said, it's Dr. Becky Kennedy and it was towards the end of the episode about this idea of we just can't be everything for everyone. One, we don't want to teach our children that there is someone out there that can be their everything. That I feel like that doesn't set them up for success. And there are, there's no relationship in my life where that person is everything for me. I can be, I am 
I need to try to be everything I need for myself, but that's also impossible. And I was looking at something about the stress cycle in an episode that I'm going to start researching. There's a, apparently there's a Dr. Brene Brown episode about the stress cycle. So I haven't listened to that yet. I am going to look more into that, but I'm pretty excited about that. Like I'm pretty excited about this idea of, of looking into those things. So anyway, um, and one thing that Dr. Becky said about this idea of being everything for someone, it's also as a parent, it's, it's too much pressure. Like my kiddo just now needed to come inside from playing from outside and Jordan's in the studio working. And if you listen to last week, you, you've heard a little bit about our life rhythm. And I chose to sit down and record because I thought I had a little bit of time to myself before my production meeting at two. And my kiddo's in here. And really, you know, this is not going to be a very long episode. So she can have a minute where she watches a little bit more TV than probably either of us would like, except for her. She's pretty stoked. Before I make some lunch and we all kind of take an afternoon rest before we continue working for the day. But I I can't drop what I'm doing every second of the day to be exactly what she needs in every moment. And one thing I've also witnessed from moments like this is so often how much play that she creates for herself and when she mimics what I'm doing um I don't I encourage her to go in the kitchen and cook with me but I also just need to sometimes just get food on the table or I need meal to be prepped and I also witness her mimicking me in her play kitchen and telling her lovey Oh, uh, Willa needs to do this right now. I'll be there in just a minute. And her best friend is always okay. And I think that when we trust that someone can be okay without our full and upright and all of our attention and all of ourselves, that sometimes we need, we need parts of ourselves to remain to ourselves. And one of my business partners, um, early in my career, I would be like 110%. Yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give 100. percent And he goes, "Well, that's impossible. You first of all, no one can give 110 percent because we don't have 110 percent to give, and I don't need your 100 percent because parts of that like belong to you." And and he always used to tell me, anytime your mom calls in the middle of the workday, you have to answer the phone. His mom was a single mom, and my mom's not a single mom. But anytime I was like, "Oh, it's just my mom," he's like, "Just your mom." And one thing that he would always say is, like, a percentage belongs to your mom. So I can't, he was like, I can't have even 50% of you. And it really changed early in my career, that dynamic. <coughs> and it took me a long time to adopt that in more areas of my life. Because I feel like if we don't give all of ourselves, we're going to lose out on opportunity. And as opposed to how do I keep myself safe on a day-to-day basis to give my best and continue to show up within reason? And I, it's just a huge challenge, right? Um, the other thing that has been really cool, so this week um, I work at a couple different barns and I the, the kids are on winter break which for winter break for preschool is hilarious to me. But they're on winter break, and a lot of the moms were wanting this opportunity to do something, and I had mentioned, why don't they come to the barn for a picnic? So we had eight tiny people out, and we had five parents. 
that's a pretty good ratio, my friends. I mean, these children were safe, or were they safe? Let's talk about it. And we were talking about the gift of their teachers and like just how good they are and how smart their teachers are. And we were all giving different examples of it. And I think to myself of all the people that I learned from. And, you know, I send my kid to her preschool nine hours a week, right? The whopping nine hours a week. And she's learning from those amazing folks. And she's learning about her own space and how she fits in the world from her tiny little friends. And I think about the people that I would go home to after school because my parents were working so I could go to the barn and how, and like, I didn't see my mom for huge chunks of the day, but I remember the time I did spend with her and how meaningful it was. And on Saturdays, cleaning the house and doing our chores all together as a family before we could go to the barn. And then once we moved to our horse farm, like taking care of everything and, you know, how little time there was to do other things. And if my friends were over, that impact, like it, everything has this flow and an impact. And if we're trying to be everything for someone and to control how people receive things, I do believe that we're missing this amazing opportunity for things to evolve naturally and for people to land in our children's lives and in our lives that are exactly what we need. And there's no way that you can plan that or know that. There's no way in, especially in a freelancer's life, in these lulls of work for us to know the gifts that are coming our way. Um, We have no way of knowing what's going to land in our lap and how it's going to change us. I had a coffee date or lunch date rather with a buddy of mine yesterday and it turned into this whole evening hangout and she needed a computer. She was having some technology issues to edit her movie. Jordan had a spare computer lying around, but I really just wanted to take her in the studio to see it because she plays ukulele and it turned into this serendipitous thing. And my kid learning how to play with someone who was respectful of the distance that my kid needs to play and watched another adult that she just met fall into play with her and then she could go continue about her day. I couldn't plan that and I can't I can't plan all the people that are going to put such good things into her life and so I just loved this episode with Dr. Becky, and I really encourage you to go give it a listen. It's going to be linked in the show notes. It's really valuable, and I think it reframes this idea of what we need to be and what we need to try to do in order to create the best relationships with our children. It also asks the question of how do I bring up hard topics and how do I instill in my young child and one thing that mama cusses on instagram uh gwenna lathland and i've actually realized i've never said that out loud but gwenna lathland mama cusses um she talks about this a little bit as well is you can always change neural pathways in your child so if you're listening to this and you have an older kid and this is not something that you started when they were very small um i want to encourage you from other experts who've been parenting longer than I am and people who have degrees in this whole thing, um, that we can create pathways and re in, in our neurology that support this, all of these ideas, um, even with adult children. And I 
deeply believe that to be true. I deeply trust these ideas. Um, But that we can create conversations when they are young and how we receive their questions and how we receive our children that tell them as they grow older that I know the last time I asked my my mom, my dad, my parent, my papa, my mama about that very difficult question, when I asked them that I was received with curiosity, kindness, and patience, and if they didn't know the answer, that they sent me they sent me to someone who did have the answer that as they grow older and things get more complicated because don't we know you get older and things just get more complicated and that my parents are going to receive me with kindness and patience and curiosity and if they don't know the answer that they will get me to someone who does and how cool is that that we really don't have to be the end all be all we don't have to do it all except we do have to pay our taxes because apparently they will put you in jail for that um the last note that i see i was writing i I try to do my best to outline these things and then i put my notes down and let my brain and let my mouth do its thing and yammer on one thing my uh when i when i say i was in therapy i feel like i'm always in therapy but not in therapy um I can't I have a really hard time wrapping my brain around spending money in general and I'm not a cheapskate I feel like I'm actually pretty generous with money I just really I do really struggle with spending money on myself and it has to be a really good deal right it has to benefit others and of course therapy when we are taking care of ourselves and we are creating a good aura and external energy for ourselves it does positively impact our families and those around us I know this to be true but I was uh, in therapy and I was talking to my therapist and one I forget exactly what we we're talking about this is a couple of years no about a year and a half ago now and she said Jessica you've really you're really attached you have really good attachment and I'm still pretty new at this whole parenting thing so I had an idea what it meant and I'm understanding it more and more as my child grows and I'm witnessing good attachment in my child and then when I notice things that are need more attachment such as bedtime right now I realize it's because we're working through something we are that will pay off much far further down the road and I am also learning lessons through it so attachment to me is this idea of like a very symbiotic kind of deal it's pretty cool and so when she told me Jessica you have really good attachment I was pretty shocked to tell you the truth um I do feel personally that I'm a fairly well-adjusted human being. Um, I've got kind of my two feet on the ground. I can work through some really hard things. I do have a tendency to work through things until it breaks me. <laughs> so don't DM me about that. Anyway, um, and I so I was pretty shocked about it. And a little bit about my life. Um, my dad was a traveling salesman. He was a diabetes specialist until I was about... 11 or 12 years old I think I was 11 um, and then he was building his own company and he actually went to be a, a, to work with a cancer specialist company and then um, it, it the company actually folded so my dad was unemployed for a little while built a new company which is now a compounding pharmacy my dad built something from the ground up I witnessed it 
for a big chunk of my like growing up, which is pretty rad, I have to admit. Like pretty cool to watch my dad build something from the ground up. And my mom <clears throat> is a nurse, or I guess was a nurse. She's officially retired now. And she had d- done a bunch of different nursing, but by the time I was born and throughout my pretty much my entire life, um, uh, she did, she was an open, uh, she was a first assistant for open heart surgery. And she um, was one of the pioneers of endoscopic vein harvesting. So sorry about my messages, my friend. Um, like I can't get it to stop dinging. Okay, very, finally muted it. Oh, Lord have mercy. So anyway, um, my parents were very busy all the time. And I was raised a good deal by my grandparents, which is pretty cool. Um, and my, I deeply felt loved by my grandparents. Deep, deep love by my grandparents. And so I do believe that some of the attachment, but I also got to be around a lot of family who loved me. And I didn't always go home to the same house after school. And I remember being upset. There's this one time in elementary school, my mom was supposed to pick me up and we were supposed to go riding at the barn together. And my mom was very, very late. Like to the end of after school care, last kid being picked up late and I was devastated because that's I you know she promised um and for whatever reason she promised it's not something that my mom was like typical to do and so maybe that's why it stuck with me um and she took me out to dinner that night which I was pretty nonplussed about like we went to our favorite Chinese restaurant in the area at the time but that's like not what I wanted and I was upset and my mom was really sad and bummed out because that's not what she wanted either but I do remember that dinner very specifically and it's not that my mom could fix it what's done was done but we could have a nice time together and it's interesting I don't remember a lot of promises like that later on and I don't you know I hope my mom will one day listen to these and maybe one day I kind of do want to have her on like I want to have it every year where I talk to her on Mother's Day Plus, you all need to hear her talk. She's so Southern and lovely. And after that, I don't remember a lot of those kinds of promises. And I just think that's really interesting. And later on, too, my mom went through some mental health issues with medicine and some physical ailments that were happening. And it was such a departure of who my mom was. And that was something that I had to grieve and kind of cope with as an adult. And... There's another getting curious from several years ago at this point. So you'd have to go pretty far back in the catalog to find this. But it was uh, JBN was talking to this expert about this idea that it is our nature and our understanding to know that we are loved. And so when we are not loved, our body is like, hold on, wait a minute. What the hell? Like, what is going on? Because it is it's supposed to be loved. That is supposed to be my MO. And that is that has really stuck with me as well, is that we have this baseline of really wanting to be loved. And, and so when we take this idea that it is our baseline to know that we are loved and expect to be loved, and when we have parents that are really working hard to be there for us and provide for us and create spaces for us that it's there's this part of me that thinks that if you're not there for every second of the day 
if you've got a lot going on, if you don't always have the right answers, if you screw up and then you apologize, you put all of these factors into place and that our kids will know that, that we are still a safe place. And that if we are having a hard time, that we know how to get resources to keep ourselves safe. And when we show them all of this messy, messy middle and that life is, is not perfect and we are not always the right people, but we can try to do our, we're, if we're just constantly trying to do our best, then I don't see how we're losing this battle here. Why would we want to be someone's everything? This seems really hard. Why would I want to control all the things that my kid takes in? Because I might lose out the opportunity to have the hard conversation. What if I don't, what if it, there is too much screen time and we get in a fight about it? I won't have the opportunity to create peace and to practice that. So when we have a fight about a decision that was made that was not safe, and it's my job to keep them, you know, to keep my child safe, that I've, I have some practice of having the hard conversation and also not always being right. And what if I have the opportunity to apologize so that my child knows that when someone isn't perfect or someone isn't right, that that person should apologize. And that when they are not right and they are not the right person, that they apologize. And so this 30-minute Dr. Becky episode has now probably, I actually don't know how long this episode is as I'm recording it, what if we get, what if we, it is a privilege to not be someone's everything. And this 30-minute Dr. Becky episode really got me to thinking about how cool it is that we aren't and that it can challenge us to have conversations that are tricky and it can challenge us to constantly show up as who we are today and that we don't have to keep promises that we can't keep. How cool is that? That's, those are my word jumbles for the day. And I hope that it inspires you to think on your, for yourself. And I would love for you to listen to that Dr. Becky episode and let me know what you think. It'll be linked in the show notes. Um, I would love to know how it jumpstarts your thinking or anything that I said. And also if you want to call bullshit on me, call bullshit on me. Um, I know I'm not, I'm not right. And I show up in this space speaking from my heart and it is a little bit scary to just speak from that place because I know some people are not going to agree with me and that's fine. Um, but today my thesis statement by speaking, and if you're still with me, is that I want to, I want to encourage everyone listening to be brave and I want to encourage you to not be right. And I want to encourage you to let your kids be and be present, but also do the things that you need to do. You are allowed to have boundaries with your kids and you're allowed to say, I need, I will help you do this or I will get you more cereal, but let me finish this. I need to eat my breakfast. You know where your snacks are. Oh, I can pause real fast and I can get you that banana because you are too short to reach it, right? Things don't have to be a rule and they don't have to be right, but you can look at the needs of your child and your family and look at the needs and what you need to do in this space. And especially as freelancers, oftentimes 
we've got deadlines that pop up on us and they all of a sudden are really tight or you were living the life of fun employment, fun employment, and all of a sudden a job starts tomorrow. This is the life. And, you know, I don't wish it on everybody, but for anybody who wants this life, it is constantly adjusting what you need to do in the space and time that you need it in. And we have the privilege of not only adapting our lives so that our kids feel that they are a part of our life, um, a really great book about that is Ada Twist, Scientist, is creating spaces in your home that 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 work for your child, right? I have a house, and I live in it, and my child lives in it. And I use a lot of like Montessori things that help me achieve those that kind of symbiosis. But on the flip side, I live my life, and my child gets to be a part of it. And it is, it is and, not but. It is and. And... I get to do certain things and I get to bring my child on board. And sometimes she does not want to go to the barn with me. And sometimes that is the only way I'm going to get to ride this week. And then other times I am not going to do those things because we are going to be home together. I might not go to someone's birthday party because I need to be home with my family. It can be and. And our our children can fit into our life and we can fit into theirs. Thank you so much for joining me on this week of the Freelancer's Guide to Parenting. We have, currently we have bi-weekly episodes. If you haven't checked out the little episode about sleep and the last episode with the interview with my co-host Jordan Bennett about being a stay-at-home working dad, what does that mean? Please check it out. Um, please rate and review this podcast. It is simple to just scroll down while you're listening to the bottom. You can uh, rate it five stars and to quote Glennon Doyle. And if you didn't enjoy it, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. And you, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please um, follow, click that little plus sign. It means a lot to myself. It means a lot to this podcast and helps us grow. Um, I say us, I mean me. I'm a team of one right now, but it would really mean the absolute world to me if you get any value from this podcast. Please share it with a friend. Um, you can share this, this, you can copy a link of this direct episode, but you can also share the entire show with them. If you have any feedback, please uh, send me a review. You can also send me an email at freelancer, singular, singular freelancerparentingpod at gmail.com. You can also head over to Instagram at freelancerparentingpod and come hang out with me. Um, I'm trying to do a little bit of content, but this is the content, really. Really, my friends, this is the content. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and I will see you in a couple weeks. And may the Annies be with you.